everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. We are hanging out in the craft room today. Sunny is behind me on the roller chair, and I'm going to be answering some crafty questions from YouTube today. So let's dive in here and take a look, see what you guys are thinking about. It's a great way for me to get to know y'all. Um, let's see. Instagra- Instagamer, uh, it's all pun and games, asks... Where did you get the old drawers with the, the one metal drawer in the center? The big ones. Were they Hobby Lobby furniture? Yes. Yes, they were all Hobby Lobby furniture. I've got a Hobby Lobby that's almost... Oh, I could walk to it. It's ridiculous. But uh, I needed something with small, shallow drawers that uh, I could put a lot of things... <laughs> yeah, I could put a lot of things in, you know what I mean? And um, the original idea was only to have things one item deep so I could find everything very, very easily. But that got blown away pretty quickly with the, um, you know, hunting for little items, gathering, hoarding, you know how it goes. All of a sudden, drawers are stuffed, so they are great because I can keep them in little sections of uh, little items. I've labeled probably 90% of the drawers, and I could say that maybe 80% of the labels make sense to what is it, you know, what is in the drawer. Yeah, there's a little variation going on there. It's been, it's been about a year now, I think. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I love the little tiny drawers. I do have a big row of the little plastic rolling carts with the plastic drawers. Um, those are very functional, very usable. Um, um, maybe not as uh, pretty, but they're definitely functional. So yeah, I got one, two, three, four, five, six of those. Tons of drawers, tons of stuff. Totally forget what is in some of the drawers, honestly. And I think it's a good idea to every once in a while, open your drawers. I know that sounds weird, but open your drawers and take a peek to see what you have because a lot of shopping can be done at home. Oh my gosh, look at all that stuff up there. It scares me sometimes to look around the craft room because I realize the daunting task ahead of me that somebody needs to come in here and organize all this. And I guess that would be me. Um, it's, I would say, three quarters organized. Like, I, I know zones, you know? <laughs> and I kind of know areas where stuff is, but there's a few surprises. Like, there's something on the wall I haven't looked at in, in ages. What is that? Oh, oh, my little glassine envelopes. I had no idea I stored those there. And they are completely visible, pinned, they're in a Ziploc bag, pinned to the wall. What a, what a great storage idea, Pam. Boy, that is really, that is really fancy and something. Totally impressed myself with that one. Um, and it's literally at eye level. It's probably the first thing I could see when I walk in the room, and I had no idea it was there. There is a little bit of visual clutter going on in my craft room. <laughs> um... Honestly, when I first walk in, I usually look at the floor to see where Sonny is. So I'm looking down. I know he's right behind me right now, so I've located the little guy. But let's see what else you're asking today. Um, let's see. Uh, little Heavenly Treasures asks, I love African Greys. Do you have any videos where you show him? Yes, he's in my dried flowers video, my, my African Grey Holly. I've always wanted one, but feel at 53, I'm too old for one since it would outlive me. Plus, I am not sure how my cats would react to one. Okay. Um, quick synopsis. I don't think you're ever too old for a gray because it's not unusual to will or pass along parrots because they do live a long time, but I don't think that should um, 
limit you from experiencing one. Heck, you could you could live a long time. Um, who knows? And uh, parrots are very adaptable. We actually got our parrot from um, a friend who had a baby and was afraid about the parrot biting the baby. So they basically handed him to us. He was only a year old. He was um, he was such a little goofball when we got him. He didn't understand. He couldn't. I don't know what was. He kept falling off his cage. They had uh, trimmed his wings short, and he would try and fly, and he would crash on the ground, and he split his keel, that big bone, the breastbone in front, and uh, it was nasty, and he had to have stitches and all this stuff. I mean, then I, so I put a ridiculous amount of pillows and comforters in a zone around his cage because I was afraid he was going to fall off and hurt himself. And yes, the reason why he was falling off and hurt himself because I did give him free reign. Um, I wanted him, I, I felt bad caging him up all the time. So he, uh, and then eventually grew in full featherage and he was fine. <clears throat> and um, basically, long story short, he um, became very good at flying. And we have a two-story house and he and with an open concept central area. So he could fly up to the second story. And once he figured that out, he became a little bit more... I'll go where I want to go and I'll eat what I want to eat and he um, he started eating our house oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh it was like everything was a tree to him and he was gonna nibble it all and ah okay but anyway I digress that's life with an African Grey but he does talk a lot and um, he's a yapper he will learn little catchphrases um, you can teach him things it takes him about three days to learn a short phrase if I keep repeating it to him and um, he will pick up your your short phrases that you don't even realize that you say like when I'm saying when I'm leaving the house and I say bye he goes bye or when I'm walking to the door and I have my keys in my hand he knows that's like the bye trigger and he'll go bye <laughs> like, like he knows where I'm going and um, so anyway they they are a lot of fun they are a hoot um, and I had four dogs, uh, with Holly when he was first with us. And, um, I was a little bit worried about that. Um, and my dogs were more, I would say, they would like be curious about him, but they were more afraid of him. But sometimes Holly would sneak up behind them while they were at their food bowl and he would bite their tail. <laughs> yeah. Not, I don't know how hard, I mean, they never saw blood, but I heard a small yip more like a startled surprise than a pain yip um so yeah we kind of had to monitor that it was actually okay um and they they learned how to be together but um um i was always a little leery of it because you know animals are animals anything can happen so yeah there you go <laughs> um <clears throat> okay um susan mj b45 asks which is better for Edging, uh, aging the edges of paper, distress ink pad or oxide, but regular distress ink or oxide distress ink. Um, um, I'm going to just toss a few ideas out there and you, you know, you pick out what is most meaningful to you. I would say they're both perfectly fine. You're not going to go wrong with either one of them. Um, the distress ink, the regular one is just dye and the distress oxide is pigment plus dye. And they work a little bit differently, but they can be used for a lot of the same purposes. I would say that the ink itself dries the fastest and you can move along more quickly. The, uh, the, the oxide, which has the pigment in the dye, it takes a few seconds longer to dry, but it still dries uh, very fast. And um, 
Um, you can play with both of them with water uh, you can, to get different looks. Um, but what I found personally is that the longevity of the pad with the oxide lasts so long compared to the regular ink one. Um, so if you're looking for bang for your buck, I would probably go with the oxide because that thing just keeps giving color, giving color, giving color. And when I want to refresh it, I just spritz a little bit of water on it. Um, some people use water and glycerin. If you use water and glycerin, know that glycerin is a humectant and it will hold water or pull water from the air into the pad. But because it will also do that when it's on your paper and it will make your paper take a little bit longer to dry if you add the glycerin to the substance. Okay. <clears throat> it's not that long. Nothing to stop you. Um, what do you use? Oh, Jen Lar Lauren asks, what do you use for gilding? I can't read what those little jars say. Okay. So my favorite, favorite, favorite one was my art C company. Okay, I gotta got put my glasses on. Hold on. <clears throat> but I don't think they make this anymore. And um, I used to really like that one. But I found a lot of other substitutes, so it's good. www.myartc.com. Um, sometimes maybe you can find one here or there. Uh, but Pentart makes some good ones. Um, they come in different colors and very nice. And there was another brand. What was it? What was it? I'm looking in my little drawer. Oh, is it you? No, you're also Pentart makes wax paste, which is good. That's very similar to the My Artsy. Pentart makes antique paste. And, um, what's an Artsy? What's this? I bought one by Pebib. Peb oh, how do you say that? Pebeo, P-E-B-E-O, and it's very good, but it was really expensive, I thought. Like three times the price of the other ones. But So I didn't find an appreciable difference. I would say the Pentart is a good option. You can also use gold paint um, to gild, and um, acrylic gold paint works well. That's a, uh, another tip. I've done that before. That, that works very satisfactorily. Um, let's see. Faith Dill asks, do you have a video on ideas on how to use player piano rolls? I think I have a video showing some ways you can use that. It's wonderful to use in, um, but I'll, I'll try and uh, show some demonstrations on how you can use it in, um, in future projects. Um, it's great to use for collage it, or background paper or um, like layering, things like that. Um, to make little frames around possibly a poem or a quote. Uh, it's just another interesting piece of paper. Um, you could take a, a rectangle of it and just tuck it into a pocket. You could mount it on something else if it's very fragile. Sometimes they're really fragile. Um, but I think they're really cool. They're very different than any other paper. They're generally very thin and they come in ranges of white to cream to bisque to dark caramel, depending on their age and how they were stored. And they're just beautiful. And sometimes they have some of the words of the songs on the page and sometimes not, it just depends. And uh, it's amazing. I mean, you just think about these. Uh, it reminds me of those old Westerns with this, you know, the. Player, I, I think that's the time period, I'm not sure, but uh, it always seemed to be a uh, player piano playing in the saloon, something like that. Maybe I've got the time frame wrong, that could be possible. Sometimes, you know, like bats in the belfry flying around in the head, who knows. Okay, Laura Miller asks, Hi Pam, which Epson EcoTank printer do you have? Currently I have the 
um, two ET two eight oh three, and I also have the ET. I think it's two seven six zero. I always like to have a backup um, just in case, and uh, I rotate between the two when they get full. Um, they have this waste ink tank if it gets full. Oh, I should probably mention that. Okay, so. All disclaimers, this is not supported by Epson or anybody else out there, but if you ever find, or I have found that when I come to the wasting tank being full, which takes honestly forever for that to happen, the Epson printer will shut down and say, you can't use it anymore, And um, but you can. And um, I watched some videos on YouTube, and if you're willing to do this, you can do this. Um, you basically clean out the waste tank and um, then you it's a messy job because it's full of ink and I found a couple things now like I said there's no, there's no guarantee this will work or anything but if you can't work with your printer what have you got to lose right um, I even called Epson and they said uh, no there's nothing you can do you just have to get a new printer of course they would say that but um, if you look on YouTube, you can find little directions on how to remove the waste tank and take out the ink pads in there. You can rinse them out, let them air dry. It's very messy. Wear gloves. Or <laughs> I saw one guy, he said, you don't even have to um, rinse out the, the um, ink pads in there. You can replace it with just a balled up paper towel. Yeah. So that when it happens again, you just pull out the paper towel that's all used up and you throw it away because the way the printer works is um, it goes by a counter system and once you, it counts up to a certain number of prints it will it will stop and it, and it will just say the waste the waste thing is full we won't let you go anymore because of how many prints we've counted and um, I don't know how many prints that are but it is but um, um, I print a lot and uh, I'm it's just if I can resurrect that printer and have it go again oh then there's these funny little things that you can buy okay this is a weird story but um, and this is the way I was told I don't know if this is true or not but apparently these were people that used to work for Epson and that and they sell these things called reset keys you can buy them um, where do you get them on uh, Either, I don't know, was it eBay or Amazon or something, but they're called uh, WIC, W-I-C, reset keys. And you get the key, it's a code, for your printer model, and it will let you reset the waste ink counter. And that's what wakes your printer back up. And it wakes it up to about 85% of what it was before. So it might be, you know, um, like maybe each time it's 85% so you might lose 15% every time and maybe at some point it would just stop. I've never gotten that far yet but I know I've done it several times with several printers and it has worked successfully and I think it's only about 10 bucks to buy the reset key but if you watch a bunch of those videos to see how it's done you can get a lot more life out of your your or I can I can't say you can but I can say that's what happened to me and uh, um, I just took a chance. I thought, yep, I got nothing to lose. The printer's not working anyway, so let me go in there. And uh, I didn't mind, um, you know, opening up its guts and taking a look inside. So, um, <clears throat> Diane Perez asks, uh, 
What are we doing? Well, I'm at work doing Excel entries while watching videos, Pam, uh, Pam so I can get ideas to use after work in my junk journal. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Don't tell your boss, Diane. Don't tell your boss. Um, Mary Zan Warren says, what is your tool called that you ink the edges with and what kind of ink? Um, okay, that's called a dauber, ink dauber, D-A-U-B-E-R. I know, weird spelling. And... Um, uh, you can make your own by uh, just getting a little wooden spool, like a thread spool, and gluing a piece of makeup sponge or foam or something like that or felt onto the end of it. Or you can buy them uh, at any craft store. There are plenty of them out there. Um, I think Ranger and Tim Holtz make a bunch. And I think these are probably Tim Holtz, Ranger kind of style ones that I use. And once you have them, they last forever. And uh, yeah, I. Um, I, I just use them to death. They're they're great, and there's always a lot of um, reservoir ink in your dauber sponge. So if you're ever just need a little extra, just spritz your the end of your dauber on the sponge, and you'll get a little more. Tons of ink is stored in there. So there you go. Um, Jennifer McKay asks, how do you attach the pockets in your journal? Do you just glue them in? Um, I probably glue in 95% of them. You can sew them onto a page. You can staple them onto a page. You can double-sided tape them onto a page. Um, my best recommendation is probably a glue and to let it dry before you insert your precious items in there because sometimes they will adhere. I've heard people having a little bit of trouble with double-sided tape because it tends to stay tacky um, over time and sometimes their items do get stuck in there over time so I have leaned towards just using glue and let, I would like to say I would recommend waiting for it to dry I'm horrible at waiting but um, um, it, it is a good idea to if you have l made pockets fill them and closed your book go back before you're ready to give the journal away or, or gift it or sell it and just double check that everything is free, free and easily removable out of your pockets and you won't have any trouble. Um, <coughs> um, uh, oh, I think I answered that question already. Okay, another printer question. Um, um, uh, Nan Kata asks, Pam, Oh, she's talking about mass-making fabric pockets. Pam, what about an old flat iron, portable steamer? I was mass-making embellishments with my scrap pile. Oh, good for you, Aunt Nan. Good for you. There's nothing more fun than playing with your scrap pile. Um, <clears throat> you can get so many embellishments out of a, a small scrap pile. If you have the fortitude to sit there after you're done crafting and just grab all your scraps and just say, I'm going to make stuff out of all of this stuff, you can you can have a whole box full. It's, it's just like the gift that keeps on giving. It's wonderful. Um, uh, yeah, sure. You can you can iron your fabrics. You can steam your fabrics. Um, sometimes I'll just mist them with a little bit of uh, like my spritzing my water bottle and spritz them, and that will help flatten them out a little bit. So if I'm gluing or sewing them down, they will be somewhat um, not wrinkled. And uh, I kind of like the character of the wrinkle. Uh, there's something about it, the scrunchy look that that I like and I can also ink over those wrinkles and bring that into the um, view a little bit more if I want to. Um, totally an aesthetic choice, but lots of fun. Um, um, okay, and uh, let's see. <coughs> 
Janice Stevens asks, fabric and paper, what could be better? The lace index card is gorgeous. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying uh, playing with the fabrics and the, uh, and the papers in the junk journals. Yeah, I mean, fabric is just another fiber and uh, it just brings another texture to your junk journals and you don't have to sew um, but if you choose to embark in grabbing an old machine and, and considering it a tool it can bring a lot of fun and open up worlds of possibilities for your junk journal so um, maybe this is your year to play with fabric so there you go folks I hope I really really enjoyed um, looking at your questions and getting to know you a little bit better I hope you're all having fun Sunny and I wish you biggest hugs and um, we will We'll talk to you soon at the Paper Outpost. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Because of how many prints we've counted. And um, I don't know how many prints that are, but it is. But um, um, I print a lot. And uh, I'm. it's just, if I can resurrect that printer and have it go again. Oh, then there's these funny little things that you can buy. Okay, this is a weird story, but... Um, and this is the way I was told, I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently these were people that used to work for Epson and that, and they sell these things called reset keys. You can buy them. Um, where do you get them? On uh, either, I don't know, was it eBay or Amazon or something, but they're called uh, WIC, W-I-C, reset keys. And you get the key, it's a code, for your printer model and it will let you reset the waste ink counter and that's what wakes your printer back up and it wakes it up to about 85% of what it was before so it might be you know um, like maybe each time it's 85% so you might lose 15% every time and maybe at some point it would just stop I've never gotten that far yet but I know I've done it several times with several printers and it has worked successfully and I think it's only about 10 bucks to buy the reset key but if you watch a bunch of those videos to see how it's done you can get a lot more life out of your your or I can I can't say you can but I can say that's what happened to me and uh, um, I just took a chance I thought yep I got nothing to lose the printer's not working anyway so let me go in there and uh, I didn't mind um, you know opening up its guts and taking a look inside so, um, <clears throat> Diane Perez asks, uh, huh, what are we doing? Well, I'm at work doing Excel entries while watching videos, Pam, uh, Pam so I can get ideas to use after work in my junk journal. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Don't tell your boss, Diane. Don't tell your boss. Um, Mary Zan Warren says, what is your tool called that you ink the edges with and what kind of ink? Um, okay, that's called a dauber, ink dauber, D-A-U-B-E-R, I know, weird spelling. And um, uh, you can make your own by uh, just getting a little wooden spool, like a thread spool, and gluing a piece of makeup sponge or foam or something like that or felt onto the end of it, or you can buy them uh, at any craft store there are plenty of them out there um i think ranger and tim holtz make a bunch and i think these are probably tim holtz ranger kind of style ones that i use and once you have them they last forever and uh yeah i um i, I just use them to death they're they're great and there's always a lot of um reservoir ink in your dauber sponge so if you're ever just need a little extra just spritz your the end of your dauber on the sponge and you'll get a little bit more tons of ink is stored in there so there you go 
Um, Jennifer McKay asks, how do you attach the pockets in your journal? Do you just glue them in? Um, I probably glue in 95% of them. You can sew them onto a page. You can staple them onto a page. You can double-sided tape them onto a page. Um, my best recommendation is probably a glue and to let it dry before you insert your precious items in there because sometimes they will adhere. I've heard people having a little bit of trouble with double-sided tape because it tends to stay tacky um, over time and sometimes their items do get stuck in there over time so I have leaned towards just using glue and let, I would like to say I would recommend waiting for it to dry I'm horrible at waiting but um, um, it, it is a good idea to if you have l made pockets fill them and closed your book go back before you're ready to give the journal away or, or gift it or sell it and just double check that everything is free, free and easily removable out of your pockets and you won't have any trouble. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, oh, I think I answered that question already. Okay, another printer question. Um, um, uh, Nan Kata asks, Pam, Oh, she's talking about mass-making fabric pockets. Pam, what about an old flat iron, portable steamer? I was mass-making embellishments with my scrap pile. Oh, good for you, Aunt Nan. Good for you. There's nothing more fun than playing with your scrap pile. Um, <clears throat> you can get so many embellishments out of a, a small scrap pile. If you have the fortitude to sit there after you're done crafting and just grab all your scraps and just say, I'm going to make stuff out of all of this stuff. You can you can have a whole box full. It's, it's just like the gift that keeps on giving. It's wonderful. Um, uh, yeah, sure. You can you can iron your fabrics. You can steam your fabrics. Um, sometimes I'll just mist them with a little bit of uh, like my spritzing my water bottle and spritz them, and that will help flatten them out a little bit. So if I'm gluing or sewing them down, they will be somewhat um, not wrinkled. And uh, I kind of like the character of the wrinkle. Uh, there's something about it, the scrunchy look that that I like and I can also ink over those wrinkles and bring that into the um, view a little bit more if I want to. Um, totally an aesthetic choice, but lots of fun. Um, um, okay, and uh, let's see. <coughs> Janice Stevens asks, fabric and paper, what could be better? The lace index card is gorgeous. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying uh, playing with the fabrics and the, uh, and the papers in the junk journals. Yeah, I mean, fabric is just, another fiber and uh, it just brings another texture to your junk journals and you don't have to sew um, but if you choose to embark in grabbing an old machine and, and considering it a tool it can bring a lot of fun and open up worlds of possibilities for your junk journal so um, maybe this is your year to play with fabric so there you go folks I hope I really really enjoyed um, looking at your questions and getting to know you a little bit better I hope you're all having fun Sunny and I wish you biggest hugs and um, we will We'll talk to you soon at the Paper Outpost. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.